Welcome back, everybody, to your favorite 420 podcast here in Chicago. Welcome to Canon Vive, another episode here. And today's special guest, we got the members from Lit Labs based in Michigan. How's it going, everybody? Yo, what's up? What's up? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you guys for coming through. Um, hopefully you guys are already chilling, vibing. I see you guys got that Puffco action. Same yeah, as here. Fun. Same as here. Oh, I don't know. You guys can see it. Oh, there you go, guys. But same hey, as Puffco. Oh, Her name's Debra. Debra? Oh my God. <laughs> I have one. It's a rig and it's called a survivor. And that's mm-hmm. because it's been lasting me the longest. Because every time <laughs> a, everything just seems to break on me, and it's like, oh my God. But ever since I got my Puffco, uh, I haven't gotten a name actually. But <laughs> it's really a lifesaver. What was that? When you open it up in the Puffco Pro app, it makes you name it. So that's what made me give it a name. Oh, see, nice. No, I just got the Puffco, though, just the OG one right now. I gotta, uh, gotta, fl- I gotta switch to the Pro, huh? Yeah, you just, you know, you just gotta have two. It doesn't hurt to have two. Oh, uh, yes, it doesn't. Gotta have travel <laughs> um, no, but anyways, yeah, you guys, are, you know, just based from the start, from just a brief. Uh, memory that I got when I met Wheels up in I think Jacks yeah. Jackson Michigan at that Elite yep. Dispensary yep. Um, Elite Wellness yeah they're good good uh good supporter of our brand yeah and uh, honestly there's just by the experience um it was just an amazing over there at that dispensary but just based off of when you guys said that you guys were you know you guys are farmers or it's it's made by farmers which is. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, I wasn't. I was talking uh, not too long ago with some recent guys before we started talking and stuff that it, it's it's made by farmers and right from the bat it's it, they got in, you know interested because like you I felt like it's it's kind of not regular or odd you know to to know that a farmer be growing cannabis and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, imagine that. It's a plant. Farmers grow it. <laughs> yeah, right. At the end of the day, but I, I think in certain certain types of you know where, wherever you we're at, they t- try to you always m- manipulate it a little bit in some type of way. When in, in reality, like how we how you guys said, it's just a plant at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and these are you know these are serious farmers. They didn't start out as as cannabis farmers, and so, and so yeah. yeah. The, so what would you guys like the each individually of you guys you are are farmers or like were you guys practicing so, so in the field? Myself and Isabel are in the sales and business development area. Uh Ken, uh-huh. you do the sellventless and hash uh area. And then John is in the laboratory and at, works at the farm, at the actual hemp farm. I started at this company five years ago during the first harvest. I- been around for all five harvests so far so well i wouldn't consider myself uh one of the farm guys uh you know that's where i got my start here so and, and how was that like back five years ago like when you guys started you know with the first batch and stuff like how, how was that for your experience oh it was insane i mean you know you're coming into a 200 acre cannabis farm you know whether it's you know cbd you know it, it uh it, it was very impressive and um, you know, ours was kind of a down-home effort. There was a lot of, you know, these farmers that were farming uh, corn and soybeans um, that now switched over to helping us with this cannabis farm. So a lot of local farmers came around, mm-hmm. and so it was a really cool vibe. And uh, you know, a lot of a lot of old timers came to help drive tractors, and you know that uh, we're just in awe by what they were looking at, essentially. 
so like yeah. f- oh sorry so i just wanted to add that like basically the same family that had been farming that land for like a couple of generations is still working for made by a farmer now, so. now just you know growing cannabis for yeah. us <laughs> uh-huh. So, so before, like all these type of people just used to farm, just like local, like just like food, food wise, and and do you yeah, know um, or or like what made them like switch to cannabis? Like, was it when you guys legalized it over there in Michigan, or like? Yeah, well, they were they were growing like a lot of different like produce, like corn, a lot of corn and stuff, but they were also dairy farmers, uh, not dairy farmers. They did cattle. That's what I should say. <laughs> um, so they for meat. But uh, they um, switched over for hemp when the hemp bill was passed. Um, John can probably tell you more about that. He was there like around the time they switched over. I started in about a year to, well, you guys were going for, yeah, about a year before I started yeah. in there, right? Yeah, yeah our uh, our owner, Eric, you know, who also owns Victory Automotive, you know, had one of his uh, general managers, uh, you know, get um, cancer and he's treating it with CBD. And long story short, after, you know, the, the gentleman passed, but um, Eric uh, really wanted to start a CBD company, you know, felt really strongly about it. Mm-hmm. And so he contacted Chris Trinkley, <clears throat> who was, you know, part of the Trinkley family. Um, and they kind of went to high school together and knew each other and told him this insane idea. Hey, I want to grow 200 acres CBD, be the biggest CBD farm. And so that's how that started. Um, and, um, you know, I, I that's who I interviewed with Chris Trinkley, you know, needed help on the farm. He he didn't have a clue with cannabis and I was a little more involved in cannabis. And and so, uh, you know, that's, that's how I came on just to help him with the initial 200 acres. Nice. So, So, uh, so how, how, how can I say this? So like the, the, the way that it's, you guys are growing your crops and all, is it different than how other companies are growing it since it's by farmers like or yeah, we put in a lot of work into getting our organic certifications yes yeah, yeah. so the the first two years we didn't grow organic um but we uh the last three years we have we've utilized a field that was already organically certified and so we just flipped over and even our prior fields uh this you know this next grow season should be organic certified and and uh and flipped over so uh, pretty soon, ever will be everything will be grown organically, which is typically you don't see as much um, you know, with cannabis. And then, and certainly, certainly the way we harvest has been a really cool blend of their industrial agriculture methods, kind of uh, engineered for cannabis. And so our our uh, you know our big harvesters that we use, um, you know they they've been engineered with these um, these like kind of uh, you know pieces of. Uh, very strong plastic that will strip the looks like fingers. Yeah, it looks like fingers. Up. It'll strip the buds right off the plant. It'll leave just a field of like uh, skeletons, you know, like like just, just the stem uh, just sticking out. Yep. Oh wow, yeah, it's really it's really neat and it's really uh, efficient, especially for what we use it for. And so yeah, we we do a mix of harvesting. So we would hand harvest mm-hmm. and hand trim anything that's like considered uh, smokable, and then everything that goes to extraction or for uh, you know any type of minor cannabinoid. Um, is harvested with the machine to help and cut down on labor. Yeah, does a good job though. Yeah, it does an awesome job. It's such a cool machine to watch work and even see it because it's about the size of uh, a garage. If you think of a garage on uh, large yeah, like wheels, two-story garage, <laughs> huge. So it's really big. Um, but yeah, and they've gone. You know, we've worked with a lot of companies to engineer. 
you know, the agriculture attachments that go on the front of it uh, for what we need. And so, yeah. Yeah, you're more welcome. If you're ever out in Ann Arbor, go ahead and hit me up and we'll get you out to the farm and check it out. Oh, yeah, yeah they'll, they'll be very excited. Uh, like Planting is a really interesting time to come out, too, because we have, like, uh, a lot of cool equipment there. I love riding on the planter. So it's, yeah. <laughs> like, one of my favorite ones. Around what time again? I'm sorry. So, like, June. Oh, okay. June. Like, the time to come out, okay. yeah. So, like, let's say for, like, when it comes to, like, the winter time. So, how how, how do, how's that going for you guys? Like, do you guys just have, like, a greenhouse then, and that's how you guys go to, or...? Yeah, we don't grow actually throughout the winter time. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, light deprivation is something that we've thought about maybe for the future, but we're not actually practicing <laughs> yet. But we definitely uh, we shut down in the winter time when it comes to grow and really reset and uh, gives time to process material from uh, from the growing season. And um, you know, we haven't you done any grow, like, winter After kind of the holiday break, we'll start getting set up for seeding. Uh, we'll start getting the cedar set up and then we seed, you know, just an absurd amount of trays. And then we do have. Yeah. March and April comes sooner than you think. Those two greenhouses behind the barn is, yeah, the, in March is when we'll start putting those out there and, and growing the seedlings. And, and then not only do we grow hemp, we also yeah. do provide organic, uh, certified organic vegetables for our local community, too, for yeah, grocery stores. Big into vegetables this yeah. year. <laughs> um, all organic, too. Butternut squash, kale, collard greens, red and green cabbage. Uh, this this next year we're doing a, a whole bunch more and so a lot of these went out to like you know ended up in Myers and a lot of like the local stores up here so yeah. it was cool yeah and, and this is like you know what the farmers initially did so it was a good you know it was a great thing to do with the made by a farmer brand and uh mm -hmm. you know that these guys are already pros at that side so yeah. cool. it's really yeah. just like also just like a good way for us to give back to the community mm -hmm. that we're yeah, so that we yeah, can provide help provide more, you know, nutritious organic vegetables for people. So yeah, it really rounds out the the farm out there. So it's really cool. Yeah. No, yeah, totally. Especially since you know they came together with you guys to to make what what you guys are now, and, and further to grow. Especially with, and it's pretty cool how you guys are still like managing to still keep the like the food still crop growing, although your focus is on cannabis. Yeah, so, so that's pretty dope. Matter, yeah. Well, when you get into growing organic cannabis, you know, you start, you know, realizing the organic land is, is you know, really advantageous. And yeah. we can do a lot of other stuff with this. We just happen to have generational farmers that yeah. work out there. So mm -hmm. yeah. practicing the ethical crop rotation, too, for the mm -hmm. to, you know, keep the soil healthy. Yeah, so the other you don't want to constantly grow yeah. the same plant over and over again so you can keep it moving around, grow different stuff. Yeah. There's also like a lot of ecosystems on our farm. We have a protected wetland section of the farm too that we have a swan family that lives there. <laughs> so so how how does that go like uh, like with what you oh, were just saying? Yeah, there's a huge uh, wetland that uh, like a lot of people stop and they'll take pictures and watch swans at. Mm -hmm. Lots and, of birds, yeah. Local, uh, it's really a, big. Local there's birds. an issue with like them getting too close to the road and, and, and stuff, and so we made this like giant flotation raft mm -hmm. to put in the pond so all the swans can get there. And so, um, <laughs> it, it's pretty cool. Little, yeah, interesting. yeah. We, do. we try to take care of them as much the as we can. It's, it's right on the corner too. of like you know, like a protected wetlands where a lot of people like to go and view. So, it's mm -hmm. yeah, we're into bird conservation too. <laughs> yeah, we're into bird <laughs> conservation too, apparently. I was gonna say, but, yes, Barb and Ryan put a lot of time into that. Yeah, it was quite the ordeal doing that. So I, just, I just bring that up because I was involved. In it, so. yeah. <laughs>
so yeah, it's kind of a different cannabis farm. You know, yeah. there's, there's a lot of different uh, uh, things going on out there. Yeah, I'm sure. You know, you got some swamp peeps and some swamp land, and then you got some yeah. some birds, I think you guys just said. <laughs> That's what's yeah. up, man. And when but, it warms up, like Will said, you know, you know, make a trip. Yeah, oh, cool. yeah, we totally do. Uh, other than us just broadcasting, we also do some content creating, so we'll, we'll, we'll love to just head out there. I mean, usually myself, I always do like a michigan trip nowadays uh just grab some michigan stuff and come back home but you know yeah we're always down great for, great for content creation we haven't had uh oh, we yeah. made uh products for a rapper named big gip and oh, he came okay. out and did a little yeah. photo shoot at the farm when we were doing planting it yeah. was that'd be pretty dope oh yeah <laughs> i'm probably around like like you said around june or a good summertime you know get yeah, get some yeah. nice breeze air some some nice cannabis you know harvest. Oh yeah, harvest is... harvest like around you know September or something. Uh, you know when the plants start getting big, you know of course then it, it looks. Then yeah, then it looks. Like... <laughs> yeah, then you nice. can do some content creating. <laughs> for sure that yeah yeah just we'll keep in touch and stuff with that for sure. Yeah. But so like so if if it's growing the the cannabis you know from naturally organic, you, does it change or like how the terpenes is within the, the plant itself like? you know like how it is to like a lab you know created in the lab and stuff like oh yeah i mean i let i can let ken talk about terpenes more but um usually some grown uh plants will give you a better terpene profile than anything you can grow indoors uh that's true with hemp as well and we do see lab results a little bit higher on the terpene side and most of the things that are grown outdoors Okay. Just on my personal experience, I've always found that like organic, you know, organic cannabis is it's always tasted better to me. Um, I mean, I, I think that kind of makes sense. But yeah. I mean, that's kind of to each their own, though. You know, cannabis is kind of like, you know, you like what you like. Yeah. You know? But sure, because like over here in Illinois, I feel like there's a lot of like indoor type of plant here, um, yeah. and it's like kind of understandable because there's not a lot of like care grows or craft grows as I, as I should say like here um it's like very i guess limited just because yeah, of state laws good. and stuff like that but but yeah that seems like it is pretty nice though like just to have that out like outdoor and and i'm, I'm sure it's just a whole different experience but yeah. from like you guys like how 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 is it for each individually yourself like working with lit labs and you know, behind the scenes of like what you guys are giving out in the product. Oh, I, I, I mean, <clears throat> I love it. I've been here for five harvests. I got, I have lab techs that drive that have been driving from Toledo for, for two years. I, I have, uh, yeah. I mean, I, it's a, it's a cool job. I mean, it's an easy job to sell. And so, um, you know, it's, it's, it's nice. It's rewarding. Um, you know, the company's like exploding. So it, it's, it's, it's a nice yeah. spot. Would were you guys are planning like to to be out of state? Or are you guys like an out of state company, or is it just in Michigan? Uh, sort of, yeah, yeah. So for our CBD brands, um, we are national. We do we are carried in a few different states. Um, we're expanding pretty consistently on that. International, actually. Yeah, yeah, actually, very, yeah, you're right. Very international. So um, that's the great thing about the federally legal legal cannab- cannabinoids is there's less restriction on moving mm-hmm. them and. Um, you know, that that's really good that that uh, farm bill got passed. Yeah, so. absolutely. We just shipped through the post office for that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah, right. 
um since it is you know legal and stuff or like it's less restricted with cbd and even with the with the delta eight um yeah even with delta nine uh also it's just you know as long as it's within the limitations uh of the law it can have regular delta nine in there it just has to be derived from hemp yep so you can usually get about like a 15 milligram edible in places that don't have legal weed um and it's as long as it's hemp derived delta nine that's fine yeah but <laughs> you know places. <laughs> who's gonna be enough with that type of you know edible though <laughs> yeah. oh i mean to, to the other people that they consume heavy you know like that would be really good yeah you have to eat a lot of them yeah, yeah. hell yeah you guys got any good edible stories Oh yeah, the, the oh, yeah. one of the farm guys. Uh, uh, well, I won't say his name, but yeah. he he doesn't do psychedelic or any weed, anything at all. All right, he you know he's a farmer, and when we first made some of our gummies, we were using crude, you know, CBD crude, which just has a little bit of you know THC in it. Mm -hmm. And so he was sitting there in the meeting, just just eating these things like a kid. Yeah, taste yeah. testing, wasn't it? <laughs> and he probably, you know, like ate 30 of them or something. Like an hour later, he's like permagrin. And he like goes up to the other farmer. He's like, hey, man, I, you got to drive me home. I don't feel right. And he like, he had like a great experience on it. Mm -hmm. But he was not been <laughs> ready for that. So that was a good one for me. <laughs> Just because I know the guy and he doesn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's always funny when it's like their first time where it's like somebody who's really doesn't really smoke or consume cannabis and you just see them be so yeah. he had a great time he, he, was, <laughs> he was having a blast <laughs> i actually had a friend of mine uh who really doesn't smoke but is just like always oh, kind of that guy that just likes to just talk shit <laughs> so he he really had a bad experience on on brownie a on a just, oh, what, yeah. what was that give him a lot yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he ate a brownie. He actually ate a brownie. I forgot how much, how many milligrams it was, but Emmett was really off the shit. Um, he 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 got paranoid at one point. Um, so so much for for eating that brownie that didn't feel anything to him. <laughs> but the thing with those is just it's just a rabbit hole. It really yeah. is. Those 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 edibles is. Are just... <laughs> right, what about you guys? What type of consumers are you guys? Uh, I'm mostly rosin and edibles. I do like edibles. I smoke too. This guy's rosin. Yeah, this guy's rosin. Rosin. He's Ken also does all our solvent lists for the company. Uh, but I got, you know, I got into dabs a few years ago, mm -hmm. and you know, kind of did the the, you know, the tour of dabs yeah, and dabbed everything. And, but I settled on rosin, and then and then once I you know found Ken's rosin, that's yeah, that's it. So <laughs> superior. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So, yeah. all you guys like like dabs? Then, are you guys dabbers? Pretty much. I yeah. love flour too. I love some good flour, but uh, I feel like it's um as as I get pickier and pickier, it's hard to find what I like. Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially here, uh, it just gets cold during the winter. So mm -hmm. once once fall hits and November comes through, you know, it's just less of the flour for me. In Chicago, you guys are still, I, I noticed in your market is still real high, you know, in the price points and stuff. Yes, uh, it's just a lot of, I guess I call this theories within the cannabis industry because yeah. you get to hear a lot of a lot of things from different people. Uh, like at one point I heard that over here in Illinois, they kind of tax it depending on high, how high the potency of THC is within the product itself. 
from mm-hmm. from my experience on shopping here, I feel like it's just everywhere it's just high just because of the taxes wise. Yeah. But uh, yeah. starting mm-hmm. to see a little bit of a little decrease in stuff on prices as well. Um, but again, That's it's true, because it was unreasonable. It wasn't even a realistic point. And then we're at the other end of the spectrum where it's unreasonably low. <laughs> yes. And just coming to, to you guys is just a whole different vibe. And it's just amazing. Like I keep telling all my friends and just people I know that's consumed. I just take a trip to Michigan. I mean, it's not that far. And honestly, it's just a whole different, you know, environment. Brands have to try a lot harder to get their consumers to their customers to want to purchase from them. So, like, you end up getting a lot more. (laughs) Yes, yes. You get a lot of freebies at places. (laughs) Yeah, for your first time, always. Oh, yes. Uh, Oh, yeah, there's always a first time joint or edible or something. (laughs) Or if, like, you spend, I think, more than, like, 100 bucks or something, you get, like, a free edible or joint on top of that, too. And it's like, oh, my God, it's like. (laughs) Toy Story, Toy, Toy Story, Toy Story Russ for a kid. <laughs> <laughs> um, but honestly, uh, when I was uh just trying to see what the for the topics on what to talk about today, uh, it was one was interesting. That I actually had to do a little research on my end, uh, just because I'm not really too familiar with these type of alternative cannab- cannabinoids. <laughs> so, so from you guys, um, and what you, my guy, wheels, send me is that. From all those type of different uh, cannabinoids, are you guys just trying to look for that specific cannabinoid on each type of strain that you guys pull out? So there's, um, I, I mean, there's, I have more here than we can grow, um, you know, and so uh, at the farm, you know, we grow primarily uh, CBD and CBG. Mm-hmm. You know, CBN typically when you find it, it it's uh, it's going to be synthesized. Um, so we, you know you can't really grow any CBN. CBN exists in, in the plant. Uh, it typically comes from de- uh, THC degrading. Um, and so some of these minor cannabinoids uh, they, they do exist in the plant. you are getting them in, the, in the, like the natural profile and just very, very small amounts. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you were to do uh, you know, a, um, analytical testing on, on THC, you know, that that's probably got some CBN in it, especially if you cured it and it's a little older, it's going to have even more. Um, but so, so a lot of these minor cannabinoids, you know, so we're dealing with a lot of these in isolate forms that we use to formulate gummies. Um, and so, but yeah, each one has a different effect, a marked, a markedly different effect. Um, <clears throat> and so, you know, yeah, if you have any questions, uh, you know, we uh, a couple years ago, we specialized in CBDV. Uh, we grew, you know, 60% of the nation's CBDV, um, and um, I've been... I haven't gotten actually a, a chance on knowing that, but what, what is like CB, CBDV? Uh, CBDV is a minor cannabinoid. Um, uh, it's a branch off CBD. It has um, the, the same things people use CBD for, um, the uh, seizure, seizure yeah. suppression, stuff like that. Uh, it has better results with that. It also has uh, appetite suppression. Um, and, and people have found it um, as like, as they refer to it in the, like our community, that's a sativa effect. So like an uplifting effect. So like energy with appetite suppression. And so a, a lot of people have been using it to like quit smoking, lose weight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like I said, to, you know, to each their own, everyone gets something different, but that's kind of what's been catching on with it. And, mm-hmm. and so in my lab, uh, you know, I isolate this uh, through chromatography and so, um, everything I do, it's just like we do everything organic, everything I do in my lab, I do to, uh, the utmost purity 
and we have in-house analytical testing. Um, I, I make sure all of our tests pharmaceutical grade, uh, 99.9 and up. And then, um, you know, I do a recrystallization on this and we get the CBDV isolate that we can sell to people or use in our own gummy formulations. Um, th this can be synthesized into, uh, in this state, Delta-8 THCV. Mm -hmm. uh, or actually, I think that's going away in this state. But this is an even stronger appetite suppressant, which has, um, you know, some psychoactive effects of THC. Um, and so, you know, th these are both markedly different cannabinoids and um, pretty much when you run through all of them, they all, they all have something a little different like that. Yeah, I personally have switched off of carbamazepine um, onto CBDV gummies. Those are, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, CBDV yeah. gummies. Or skinny V. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I heard about a cool experiment uh, one of our competitors did with this. I, I uh, you know, I sold him a little bit of this and he ate a whole gram of it, like, like raw concentrate. And he has this like, um, like form he fills out uh, mm -hmm. to like, to, you know, how he feels, his hunger. And he like, after four hours, he went to a, a steakhouse in Jackson and he had like no appetite whatsoever for like 18 <laughs> hours. He was like, wow. he like documented it like he does with all his products, but he was telling me about it. And, and so, you know, some of the stuff uh, that you get with the minor cannabinoids is really cool. Um, so I did a huge dab of it one time, THCV. <laughs> oh yeah. It was, um, and it was probably way too much. It was maybe like say a hundred milligrams or so. I, I don't know. I didn't actually weigh it out, but it, what just going off, just eyeballing it. Um, and I had felt sick for about thirty minutes or so. And again, it was too much. But mm -hmm. after the sickness wore off, I was just had just an upper, and I was very clear minded and just really ready to just do anything. And wasn't hungry for a while. And um, yeah, and it was. It was amazing. I'd never felt that way off of anything cannabis related ever in my life. Um, and it, it was, um, I wouldn't suggest doing that much, but yeah, you're you know, supposed to death. <laughs> you're not really shouldn't do that much of it at one time, but, but uh, I, I do, I do use a lot of cannabis. So I have a high tolerance to cannabinoids and I wanted to figure, you know, figure out what happens if somebody does, you know, because you can, yeah. you know, um, just want to know what it feels like. I mean, yeah, just yeah. I want to make sure. Since you're talking about dabbing minor cannabinoids, you know, I have this yeah. like kind of house blend I made up. I made up some some terpsilates, um, but this has uh, seven grams of CBD, one point five grams of CBG, one point five grams of CBN, and so nice. um, this this is kind of like uh, the ultimate dab with no THC, and so I'm, I'm sure of that. Sure, <laughs> it'll stimulate your entire cannabinoid system the cdn will hit you right behind the eyes and give you that like real tired and the cb and the cbd is just like a real level like uh almost like sniffing a bunch of lavender like kind of just like chill vibe and, and so like dabbing a lot of these minors is pretty cool man i mean I, I definitely use it a lot so hey if he'll share a little bit of his concoction i'll make sure i send you a little bit of that yeah, oh sure. yeah <laughs> I'd love to, to 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 do you know a little review on on how that those you know feel. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you out some terpsilates and stuff that we make, which is like CBD just with the terpene from that we uh that we have here, and uh, we'll you know let you try out some of those. Um, all the products too, like I was saying, we're gonna make a bag for anyone to go out that you know go ahead and uh get from us. 
-hmm. And I'm going to send you the same exact bag pretty much. So it'll have one of every one of our uh, gummy products with the different cannabinoids. And then I'll also include some of the dabbables for sure. Yeah, I can't send you any THC stuff, but you can add your own to it and it's going to, you're going to have the same effect. That's what I really like to do, especially with the dabble stuff. Yeah. Especially the CBN. Like I, uh, one time, yeah, John had given me a CBN dab like a couple years ago and I, I made it uh, like a quarter mile down the road on my way home before I had to pull over and like take a nap. Like I I literally had to like sleep for like 15, 20 minutes before I could drive the rest of my way home. Get get your normal high and then dab some of this. You'll be annihilated. Yeah, you'll go to bed quick. So so then, so so for these uh, different cannabinoids, yeah, are these like, um, so these don't, these, are these psychoactive or or not? Individually. a lot of them know, but some of them do depend on the amount and that the you dose. Yeah, yeah. Because I know, I think the CBN is like I think twenty five percent effective. I believe, yeah. yeah. And then um, I think that, so. Yeah, yeah. It would take a lot more to get high off of uh-huh. CBN, but yeah, you could definitely. So, so that's why you should mix it with like a normal THC dev. That's what I like to do. If you yeah. Google CBN, it's it's going to tell you it's it's non psychoactive, yeah. but. Okay. Um, it's, it, it's, it's one of the ones that I, if you, you know, take, you feel markedly, I mean, it's, mm-hmm. I feel it's, um, you know, if I were to dab CBD versus CBN, like I would feel that CBN. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, it, it's got a kick to it. So for, so for, I guess like with mixing these, is this like, can you say like, it's like a little booster for a different type of experience or how, how yes, can you? Yes, it really helps target like the experience you're going for. Yeah. Whether you're going for like a sativa feeling or an indica feeling, yeah, it really helps you distinguish. Yeah. Like CBG is that, I mean, that'll like. Be the opposite. Pick of you up, man. And uh, yeah. CBN is complete opposite of that. Yeah. They're, they're more responsible for like the effects uh, of it. So to say, not so much the high if you take the high out of it. Yeah, you, yeah. Have a sativa is going to be affected. You know, more CBG, more THCV. Um, they're going to be higher in numbers, even naturally in sativas. So if you take like Durban poison, there's um not a high amount of THCV in it, but to be found naturally, it's considered a high amount of THCV. Um, so that's it's responsible for that uplifting, energetic artistic experience uh it's being linked to a couple other really cool things that have to do with controlling blood sugar and uh Mm -hmm. some some really interesting stuff that we're looking forward to in the future to be able to uh you know really point to science to proving it yeah for sure and it's nice how you guys are kind of looking for again alternative ways that just the basic THC or CBD to either, you know, get high, get that psychoactive experience or or to just more feel that, you know, sensational of that body, you know, relaxation and stuff. Yeah, yeah. the wellness benefits just behind like the different minor cannabinoids like alone are just like more like markable. <laughs> that or just enhance your THC high. Yeah, so, that too. Yeah. That, you know. Yeah, of course. And within, within like these type of, you know, uh, different ca- cannabinoids um or is it ca- cannabinoids or cannabinoids 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 oh my god i got so with like these t- different types of i'm gonna just say things my bad y'all <laughs> um but like with different like i guess with 
within as more the industry grows and all like what are do you see that different companies are are, are also focusing on this or is it just like you guys Um, you know, there are some other companies we do to a very large extent, and we have a wide variety of different minor cannabinoids offered. Um, and we do usually have way more minor cannabinoids in our products than yeah. most other brands, um, especially most of the brands that are like mixing it with THC. I have seen an uptick of it in, yeah, a, yeah, in our state um, and across the marijuana industry in general, but um, a little bit more where uh, the consumers become you know, the industry moves in, consumers become a little bit more educated, and there is this information out there for you to get, you know, and, and these things do work the way that they're intended to. So, um, you know, with more and more people figure that out, it is getting popular. Mm -hmm. We do have a couple brands that we supply, uh, supply raw ingredients from our farm to because there's not any other companies really in Michigan that are, that are making, uh, Uh, raw ingredients when it comes to the the minor cannabinoids that you know a lot of people have pulled out of even the cbd game it was big it crashed real bad and a lot of people pulled out of it and now most of the things that i'm seeing on the market do come from like oregon california um and china uh and the, there's a couple other um florida cbd florida so yeah florida. i know i know personally that there's a lot of brands that use this because i ブレイクバイニュース。ホールセールセールトゥーンいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやい
like how we were talking before with other people is like the less uh yeah because yeah that's why that's why i dab rosin because you know if you go off the highest number you know you'd want to dab distillate right but it's pure it, tc yeah if you dab distillate or diamonds versus if you smoke some rosin i get far higher off rosin yeah right? you're it's missing out on all of that yeah that extra baggage so. <laughs> but i feel like like sometimes for one i think like instead of always going for that thc maybe they can go for a product that has either C cbn or just cbg you feel mm -hmm. me like yeah right yeah that's why we like to offer it both ways we offer it in you know broad spectrum and then also in full spectrum as well or you know there's some people that don't like to do THC for, you know, whatever re mental health reasons. Yeah. Even. Mm -hmm. Right here, if you can see that up there, these are, uh, you know, our regular smokable hemp right off of our farm, like pre-packed and everything. It's all hand-picked and hand-trimmed. And there's, you know, it's for people that want to still smoke, but don't mm -hmm. want THC. So, mm -hmm. so that's what, uh, like pre-roll CBD? Yep. Yeah, we have pre-rolls and we have pre-packs. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. And we can get, and those are right online. Those are available on our website. As well. Okay. For sure. We should do some of those out too. Yeah. So, anyways, y'all, what, what you guys smoking on today? Which one is it? This Jedi Kush. Jedi yes. Kush. Jedi Kush. Rosin. The Super Booth. Some NLG. Where's the lid? I lost the lid. About to dab some of this turpsla oh, here. You can see the lens. <laughs> yeah, that's. Oh, uh, uh, is that of... like an NFL logo? Yeah, similar. On the laptop too. It says NL NLG. NLG. Oh, okay, that's dope. <laughs> NFL. What What is the abbreviation for? Is uh, North Lansing Gardens. Okay. There's a brand I started ten years ago. Uh, won the Cannabis Cup yeah, in 2015. With this Jedi Kush hash. Nice. Um, and yeah, I've been making hash ever since. You've been uh, kind of you've been kind of uh, quiet, my guy. So tell us about the hash department, man. That sounds uh, interesting uh, as hell, too. I ain't gonna lie. That's my favorite part. Exactly. I know I see you with the little Detroit Lions beanie, bro. What happened on Sunday, bro? <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Chicago. I, I go. I'm in Chicago, but low key I was going for the Lions on on Sunday's game. Come on, man. Yeah, I mean we barely won the last one against you guys. So. <laughs> Wasn't looking good, but uh, I don't know. I don't think we're gonna make it too far in the playoffs. No, uh, you guys really made. We're a competitive team, though. I give you guys that. Like they are, man, but they're slacking lately. It, something gotta go. Something happening, man. Something gotta happen. We but... need another defensive back. That's what we need. I feel like your D, D, D your D line is pretty decent. It's pretty solid. I ain't gonna lie. I feel like it's pretty solid. Another, yeah, we need another corner or safety. Something like that. But yeah, so we make ice water hash and then we turn it all into rosin. Um, this is on the THC side of things. And we during the off season. We purchase all our flour from other licensed growers throughout the state, and we basically collaborate with them to bring in all of our bubble hash and our rosin. Uh, yeah. And are you guys, is, is all for your THC products, like, is it all throughout Michigan? Like, all, you can see that through all dispensaries-wise? Yeah. Um, yeah. We're not in every dispensary yet. I think we're in around 55 different dispensaries. 
Yeah, we work with a couple different chains, Joyology, Quality, um, Quality Roots, Roots um, Nirvana. The Fire Station. Um, the Fire Station up in the UP. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, we, we work with a few people. We're, we're, we are well spread out across Michigan. You can pretty much find us if you're in any major city. Yeah. Okay. And like, what is like your favorite part of, of doing your job? Like with the hash? <laughs> um... Pressing rosin. Pressing rosin. <laughs> <laughs> rosin and just, you know, manipulating the rosin after it's pressed to get the different consistencies, whether it's carts or rosin jam or a cold cure batter. Um, it's just interesting to see how every strain does its own thing. And there's no, you can't really set a definite time in mm -hmm. some of these processes across the board because every strain is going to do something a little bit different so like based on like what you work so far what has been like the fastest that that has compressed um, and stuff fastest it's hard to pinpoint just one thing but it's usually the strains that test the highest for terpenes mm -hmm. those are the ones that usually will cure faster uh something to do with i believe the terpenes oxidizing. Um, but that tends to happen a lot quicker in the high terpene strains. And and one only because one some strains compress faster than others. Is there's no like pros or cons to that or or how based on how the flower is before it's compressed? Yeah. Yeah. I mean a lot of it has to do with how well the flower's grown. You know, you can't turn crap flower into a good rosin product. Um, quality flower that was grown correctly, uh, no pesticides, um, you know, no sprays of any kind on the flowers, and that's what makes the best rosin. Yeah, good in, good out. Yeah, when Ken's rosin presses, he's pretty humble about it, but it's like rosin porn. They, they, he makes <laughs> like the stuff you see on YouTube where it's just sort of like a flowing volcano. Well, I'll send you a video. We have a really good product shot, but I'll send you a really good video. Yeah, like I was pressing rosin here and he came on and he came in and, and did all his like fancy folds and pressed this like massive pug. I was like, oh, okay. Well, there's that too. So, did this before. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. And we have the equipment right now. Uh, we can process 100 pounds of fresh frozen flour per batch. Uh, so, 50,000 grams roughly per batch. That's a lot. Turn that all into bubble hash, freeze dry it. Uh -huh. and I, we can do about 150 grams of bubble hash per press on the rosin press that we have. Wow, so, I, I couldn't imagine. That's a, that's like that's a shit load right there. <laughs> yes, that's our THC department. Yeah, you should see pretty the big CBD. scale. For sure. What comes off the CBD, the side for hash, the CBG yeah. hash that you guys pulled this year? That was amazing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know of a place that has a bigger solventless yeah. setup than we have out at, at, at the farm. We have uh, <laughs> two 4,500-gallon tanks, and we wash 2,000 pounds each time uh, in the tank. So we can run them simultaneously. I usually do two shifts, so that's eight thousand pounds a day. Uh, yeah. and, and so industrial biomass. Yeah, and, we, and, we we load it with a uh, you know with like an agriculture conveyor, um, and uh, we use a, a very large vibratory screen. You'll see it when you come out. It's at yeah. the bar. It's at the farm. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. 
like two story tall hashtags. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> we haven't large. we haven't had a need to implicate that large of uh, you know manufacturing capability into THC. I don't know if you ever would need to really, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's different. You know, we we do a, a very large grab, and it, it's uh, not really as craft as what Ken's doing. Or right, you know, yeah. uh, totally he's got stuff that's looking like you know distillate almost, and it's a very different product and very being used cool. for different things too. Yeah. So, absolutely, grow a huge field of weed. We might need to make a bunch of hands. Yeah, we could, I could I could facilitate <laughs> washing that. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, what are you smoking on? I uh, I have something that's from hashtag hash. I think uh, it's called it's wax batter, and it's uh what's it called again? It's green greenberry diesel. I love the names. Do you guys still have uh, a pretty good uh, black market going on there, like caregiver market still in Chicago because of the high prices? Sometimes it depends. Um, I feel like at this point, I think it's like if you know somebody and if yeah. they're even reliable. <laughs> I have to experience a lot of like bad plug ex- uh, experience lately, so I kind of kind of stopped because just I feel yeah. like they they don't. They don't stick through their word. Um, like well, in I, Michigan they... happened like once the once the uh, recreational market really took hold and then crashed. They're providing stuff so cheap it kind of really started to etch away at caregivers and things like that. There's still we yeah, still definitely yeah. have people here in Michigan that do it, um, and you know it's just a different look. It, it is, and no, I feel I'm... like. I feel like here in Chicago, um, it's more like you get that, like people would rather go through that because of getting the price wise. Yeah. Um, but then again, I feel like, I feel like that type of product or stuff. I feel like it's not. I'm not saying that it's not. It's like it's bad or not, but like at the same time, like one doesn't really know what you're actually smoking or consuming. Yes. You feel me? Like then mm-hmm. just going to the dispensary with the label with the certificate of analysis stuff like that but yeah, it's, again it's a small step towards knowing what's really in there you know <laughs> yeah it is and i think uh, and also you get a lot of people where they just kind of uh stereotypical typical like that type of like scenarios and stuff like that too and and without even with dispensaries out here already and people tend to smoke and kind of are open already with other people smoking it still tend to be a little it's like a tense situation but again I, not every not everything not cannabis isn't for everyone so right it, it is what on, it is yeah yeah, yeah definitely yeah demographic it seems in ann arbor it seems pretty relaxed you know i mean we all still yeah, got the we, park behind us we're not right. in ann arbor yeah. Um, yeah, weed's been legal here since 1960 something. So yeah. <laughs> no, I, uh, but yeah. So I don't know. I feel like within our laws, it's also something that is very. I feel like it's a blockway for the industry here. That's but... the problem in Illinois. Is there's only a certain amount of licenses, and they're already all given out. So yeah. you're only, you're, there's never going to be any competition. <laughs> to bring a better product to the market and everything that's on the market from these licensed facilities is trash. 
for the most part. I mean, there might be a couple of them that are doing decent, but there is. I'm not gonna lie. I've seen everything I've seen from dispensaries. That everything's overpriced, underproduced, just garbage. Like I would much rather take the two and a half hour, three hour drive to Michigan and shop here. Like it makes way more sense. There's a better fucking. There's a better variety, better quality. $40 ounces of weed I see at some of these places. Yes, uh, and that's a long ago. My last trip was literally on Halloween, and it was like I got a $40 ounce of shake. Yeah. It's like amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. I I agree. That's, that's uh, 40 ounce. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah on the southwest side, I got a uh, 10 gram resin uh bucket live resin bucket for 90 bucks so that was like real nice like i i go i bought a shit ton of things like i i could say i brought back 20 20 grand 28 grams of wax back home yeah nice Uh, that's just amazing and i still have some here left and i'm planning on going back to michigan in january for my birthday so (laughs) it's funny i was just at a dispensary called can of vibes i was thinking of you it's the same name as the podcast for real yeah that's that's where she got that wax at it's um is it it was a battle creek (laughs) battle creek i think it's in that's dope. I should check that out. <laughs> birthday discounts too. So a lot of places yeah. get yeah. birthday discounts. Yeah, over here they do too. But what I think is like, man, it's just barely covering the taxes over here. So <laughs> I, there's, a, there's a reason. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, but look, yeah, at the same time, I got to give my Illinois cannabis community love too. I mean, at least we're doing something over here. You know, Definitely. it's better. It's better than nothing. You know, there's a lot of pop up and stuff that are happening around the city now too. It's the scene is coming around. It's like it reminds me of how Detroit used to be 10 years ago, like with all the it was kind of legal but not really Mm -hmm. kind of a gray area with all the different pop ups and vendors and stuff like that. And I've seen some better stuff on that market in Chicago than what you can get in the dispensaries without a doubt. Yeah, with yeah, just running like off the medical. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, a lot of places do that in Detroit. Still, there's still yeah. like two different places yeah, in Detroit. Some of those dudes have been doing it for a while and are pretty dialed in. Yeah, yeah like consumption lounges and things. Yeah, there's barely like only like two dispensaries. But the thing is, not it's not in Chicago, so it's outside of the city. So it's like in right. suburbs and stuff. So like one is up in north, all the way up north, and then the other one is like all the way down south. So it's like it's kind of sucks because like it'll be nice, you know, for. The city to have one but i think we're not there yet and yeah. and it's kind of crazy because with all these law changes and stuff is like we i'm really not sure where it's heading within the next year so so it's, it's too bad when it's not clear you know at least when it's a clear path a clear uh direction it's like all right let's do it this path might be a tough path, but we can still get down it. When they don't show you the path, it's like shit. <laughs> so, with well, what about with you guys within Michigan? Like, how 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 do the the state laws regulate within you guys? Do they change constantly or oftenly, or like, how, or are they already like settled? They're pretty much set. Yeah. Every once in a while, there will be some issue that might come up, and yeah, like a business year. owner or a license owner will complain about something, and there's the, the cannabis regulatory agency 
they have regular meetings and they get together and talk about issues and what's going to happen going forward for their agency and the cannabis and hemp scene in Michigan. And, you know, they, they make laws and adjustments accordingly, just like our government can, you know, uh, put an amendment into the constitution. They can always amend what the law is going to be as they see fit. Like uh, specifically last year around this time, they uh, made it legal for us to do CBD and THC in the same facility. So like two years ago, we wouldn't have been able to have our facility running the way it is right now. <laughs> oh, wow. So the, so before you got, it had to be at different spots. Yep. And now you guys already cumulated as one or. Yeah. Yeah. Now yep. we're able to do both in the same facility. Yep. So. <laughs> They're not all bad. There's some of the some are really good. <laughs> some of the laws on the CBD side coming coming out this year are supposed to be pretty good too. We're mm -hmm. supposed to get an increase in THC mm -hmm. that we're allowed to have in CBD plants. That would be great. Yeah, it's supposed to go up from 0.3 percent to uh, almost one percent, which which is really good That'd because be the plant produces it naturally. So it's you know that's what I was kind of a hard. Yeah, and then you get those crazy CBD levels on that flower side yeah. stuff too. From when you get that just that little bit higher bit of THC content. That, that's a good one happening this year, hopefully. Damn. So I'm sure that saves like a lot of work, right? Within the two plants being together now instead of like being separate. Oh well, we don't grow them the plants or... together. But yeah, like, no, just processing purposes. Sorry. I oh, as far as I guess, like making gummies and like doing our extractions and stuff like that. Like we, well, not that we do CBD extractions here. We do those primarily at the farm, but we can now have all the raw ingredients in the same location when it comes <laughs> to processing time. Yeah, yeah. we were we couldn't have them in this like really like yeah mi mixed up too much. It was like only very specific instances when it was allowed. Yeah. Yeah. No, okay, I see that. <laughs> Okay, and then what, what? What? What to you guys is like the most like I guess like why is this type of a law, a law? If I guess if you understand the question, <laughs> well, it's really important. It really it like while it is a pain in the ass, it is super huh. important to make sure we're giving out like safe products to people. Like it safety is, okay. is like concern, yeah. You know? But it, it's mostly the laws are just within like how it's processed and stuff. Not it's not like it's nothing more like other type like advertising wise or anything. Oh like no, that. yeah, no advertising wise. There's um some laws, but it's it's definitely better here than in other states. Like for example, like Washington State, uh, mm -hmm. you're not even allowed to sell gear with your like dispensary's name on it. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, only okay. only if it's like a lighter, it has to be something that can be used in the process of consuming the product. So you can't do shirts, hats, nothing. Like That's in Washington. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> you know, like Michigan, like we like we love giving like out shirts with our, our all of our names on it. So like our our brand names, and we do um a lot of homage to Michigan cities in our packaging. So we do that in our t shirt lines yeah. as well. <laughs> I, I started to notice that because uh, I I uh, noticed on also I think another brand Jeter uh, they have a whole apparel stuff on them too, and it's like oh my god, like, I didn't. That's interesting that over here I guess that's more of a thing for you guys of showing apparel stuff or events go to we have so much more freedom here in michigan than a lot of other states have like we do consumption events usually at least once a month like we're out at an event dabbing people out like giving them gummy <laughs> thc gummies like it's, it's a lot it of like, we used to do it like that all the time and then the cra came up with their own set of laws of how you have to do it mm -hmm. the proper way and there's permits you pull and um but 
people, you know, still, if there's a hoop, someone will jump through it and figure out the way. And yeah, <laughs> uh, there's still some really cool events that happen. Yeah, I mean, we were dabbing right next to Ford Field a couple months yeah. ago. Yeah, so. Yes. Looking off the rooftop doing dabs, looking at Ford Field. Yeah, was, we, it was fun. That's a group we do a lot of stuff with called Canna Babes. They're awesome, uh, woman led company, yeah, yeah. and they donate proceeds from each event to um, different charities as well. So that's a, that's a group that I very near. Yeah, they throw, <laughs> they throw some good parties. Yeah, they yeah. throw a really good fucking party. Yeah. <laughs> and how often are these like events though? Is it just once a month or is it often like? Oh, there's like probably several events a month. Um, we just we sponsor at least like one one event a month. Yeah. Okay, that's for sure. That's dope. Yeah, yeah. Next time we're doing one like that's like Southwest, we'll, we'll hit you up because yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm we're down in that area too. So we get out that way sometimes. Yeah, and we're down in Indiana also. Uh, we do have our products are found uh, in Indiana and in Chicago. You should be able to find them too. Um, we've been to like we did the champs trade show there one year in roosevelt was it there around there or no roosevelt, yeah, yeah, roosevelt. Um, uh, rosemont yeah, rosemont rosemont rosemont, 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 yeah. rosemont, rosemont yeah rosemont yeah, okay. that center, yeah. yeah so <laughs> that's kind of like a counterculture show there's a lot of smoke shops and things like that but we have we try to have a strong uh presence there on the cbd <laughs> and uh on the finished products and raw ingredients do you guys ever go to that? Uh, I guess the one that's in the Las Vegas. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Las Vegas and Daytona Beach as well. The Las Vegas one didn't that that just pass right? I I believe. Oh, yeah, MJ Biz. Yeah, yeah, MJ yeah. BizCon. Yeah, yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. How how does those go down? Like how how how's that? Like. <laughs> I, whether the I guess the GM and yeah the two guys the actually that went to BizCon this year aren't here right now but oh, okay. Uh, have you got... before, though, and they're, they're a lot of fun it's it's really it's um it's a lot of like rubbing elbows and stuff there's a lot of the but you know the new machines uh all the new equipment for manufacturing is always out all the new ideas all the new hardware um for vapes and you know for the disposable cartridges and stuff you always see um it's a really good time for networking and just being uh, you know seeing what's new in the industry it's definitely the best place to go for that yeah, it's a, it's definitely a good time. Like any conventions you're doing in Vegas, too, because we do the champs shows in Vegas too. Um, so you get to you get to meet a lot of cool people, yeah. a lot of influential people too. Good food. Yeah. Oh, great food. Yeah, usually. <laughs> nice. That's what's up. <clears throat> but I am so like, if you guys were are high and like, what's like your go to munchies? Oh, go sure. go to munchies, and what's your favorite thing to do when you're high? I love chicken wings. Chicken wings, okay. And what's your favorite yeah, thing to do? I'm just like sitting at home, like lately for whatever reason, pudding cups, like just a good old snack pack. I've been eating a lot of pudding cups lately. <laughs> your, your dog, the six pack. <laughs> oh no, she said yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, sometimes I'm like, oh, fuck. I like to put Oreos in a bowl with milk and eat them like cereal. Okay, I know many people do that too, or put them on the on the fridge, like in the freezer or in the fridge, and let them get cold and hard. Oh, and then... Yeah, nice and fruit. Yeah, I'd say cereal and Neil deGrasse Tyson at the same time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what cereal? What cereal you're you're putting on the bowl though? 
Oh, that's the best part. I got kids, so I got a whole selection. Uh, okay. <laughs> all of this year. Right now, I've been hitting up corn pops and frosted mini wheats, actually. <laughs> but I mean, they got all the kids' cereals, so it's, you know, I can just sprout, sprout from there. So. <laughs> just make you a mixture. <laughs> okay, that's dope. And do any of you guys have kids as well, or you're just my guy right there? Nope, I got three kids. Okay. I got three dogs. Three dogs. Oh, okay. <laughs> three kids. Okay. I got I actually got uh I got a kid. I got well I got three. I call one my my dog is one. Uh I got a I got six then. <laughs> I got a four year old and then I got actually one coming on the way. Oh thanks. So, so yeah, so um I, I that's pretty cool. Um I actually like to bring up especially parents with cannabis. So yeah. that's pretty dope that you guys are all parents. My kids are old enough. They smoke weed with me. My kids are like 18 and 20, two of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So how, I got, and, so how do you guys... I got a four-year-old too. Okay. And, and a one-year-old. And so I keep I keep my house cannabis, cannabis free. Yeah. yeah. For got, sure. Got, so we're we're opposite ends of the spectrum here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so I did... And so, for I guess for you guys that, or if you guys ever taught your kids as growing up, or the, for the young ones, like how how do you guys, you know, go towards cannabis? Like, of course, you guys are. When my kids were growing up, I was a grower at that time, and I had my whole basement was just a jungle. Um, so there's no way to not keep them from it. And um, I actually remember one of my kids went to school in kindergarten. He draws a picture in art class, and it's um plants and lights he drew and mirrors and he, he draws a whole fucking diagram of labeled really good really good diagram of my basement <laughs> all labeled up air, air fans and shit and the teachers call me in for a meeting and they ask me about this and i started laughing i'm like yeah i grow cannabis you know I'm a, and she's like well well we're gonna have to tell someone about this i'm like kind of laughed i'm like you, uh, who who we tell who we tell, <laughs> we tell <him. laughs> It's my, you know, my private business. I, I like that my son's a good artist. You know, he's really good. I, you know, I, you know, I explained to them that I, I do have all the right licensing and, mm-hmm. you know, I do every, you know, my kids have seen it and there's nothing illegal about them seeing what I do. They don't go inside of the grow rooms. He's definitely seen down in the basement of his own home though. And uh, they were, they were okay with it kind of after I explained it a little bit further and you you know, in a knowledgeable way so okay. it was that was helpful but it was um definitely an experience i'm like man i'm you know so i tried to always help them and learn, let them learn. it's it's a plant for mm-hmm. one and it gives you the opportunity to explain farming and how plants work and you know that's a that's a lesson yeah. that you can take with you for the rest of your life um there's that that's usually where i began with it and then you know on from that once they're old enough to understand that it is an intoxicating plant Mm-hmm. then you know there's you know there's also a multitude of those that you need to talk with your kids about as well because they should know that information uh you know without information you're ignorant to stuff so you you really can get hurt that way you have non-biased information you're not endorsing it you're also not demonizing it though <laughs> yeah and it's the way that i wanted my kids to learn it's the way i chose and mm-hmm. you know they learn that way and now they responsibly use it themselves, and mm-hmm. you know they they honestly, for the most part, they thought it was stupid for a long time. They're like, my dad does that stuff. What does that matter? You know, or someone tries to get him to smoke and, you know, like, oh, that's grandpa. <laughs> doesn't even smell good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my dad grows better shit. The fuck? 
Nah, but okay. I would have told the teacher and be like, "Can we accept the fact of my of my son's artistic drawing, though? Like, come on, <laughs> That's what I mean. like, come on, let's focus on the drawing. What did right. you really do? Like, don't you see? Uh, no, oh. that's my oldest son, Aiden. Yeah. For that, like, don't you see a four year old drew this? Come on, man, stop hating. <laughs> <laughs> He's going somewhere. No, right, he is going somewhere. Fucking haters, no. <laughs> it had to be teachers, bro, man. These teachers are something else. <laughs> right. I never allowed them to consume, you know, before they were an age of eighteen years old, and that was under my just my own choice of mm -hmm. when I I thought that they were old enough to make, you know, a, a informed decision, the right yeah, choice, yeah, on, on their own, you know, and I I felt like it kind of opens up the door for everything. I don't, I've never let them drink alcohol, but I know damn well that they're out there and they're trying it it's socially acceptable in life and uh you know I, I didn't want that floodgate to be flooded open you know too early so i did wait until they were 18 to you know partake with them and and have them experience what that really is but they probably smoked before that i'm not stupid <laughs> <laughs> no but i feel like that that's uh that's good though that especially if i think for us that our smokers but yet our parents but like are trying to guide our kids in a way that one is it's a like it's a plant again it's yeah. you like i think nothing makes it harm than i think you doing something with it because if you if it stays there then it doesn't do anything at all it's just it's just a plant it stays there my dad had to tell me that he smoked pop because I'd see him going out in the garage all the time he's like i'm working on the car i'm working on the car you know and i tell him <laughs> People, when we're out in public, I'd be like, hey, my dad's a shitty mechanic. He's always out there working on the car, but it never, he's like, I'm not a shitty mechanic, you know? And then he'd have to tell me eventually, like, I'm out there smoking weed. <laughs> I, guess the I didn't thing, do the breaks 10 times. The thing we're going to have to do, you know, having young kids is now it's socially acceptable. Yeah. Whereas, like, our parents, had, even if they did it, it wasn't socially acceptable. Yeah. You know, now it is. And so there's a little twist on it yeah. uh, through this generation. Yeah. yeah, as soon as your kids can read around here, I mean, there's billboards everywhere. Yeah, on the, so, yeah, on the freeway. You know, signs yeah. when you drive okay. past shops. Got um, yeah. yeah, you got to inform them. Plan you know, for that. Know. No, yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, like if you see movement festival, uh, music festival in Detroit uh, this year, there was a bunch of cannabis brand sponsors, and that's an all ages show too. So like, yeah. so they're gonna see it. So like, it's. <laughs> But for sure, but also I think it's more the information and 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 for them to come at the age where I think it's where they it, they experience it for the first time. I think many of us weren't educated and were tempted. I think that's where it's like a more of a temptation of like, what does this do to me? Then coming where someone is like already knows like, okay, then my parents knew okay, it, it's weed, it's, it's cannabis, it gets me high, you know. Yep. So I it's it's like then I think. I'm not sure if it's it could be any for you guys, but I think for us, for my personal experience, and because my culture behind me is like a good and bad, because like bad is like why you want to teach your kids about this when in reality it's it's I think it's more like they're making it a bad thing than what what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> you know, I I I haven't had to talk about my kid uh, to you know the stuff my kid, but. You know, I, I use, you know, cannabis and a lot of these minor cannabinoids to get off, you know, VA medications and, and, you know, I don't, I don't drink alcohol anymore. And, and, and so, you know, what it, 
I'd rather have that conversation than, you know, be on, you know, a pill medication or, you know, you know, you know, have to deal with an alcohol talk with them or so. Um, but since there's options like this, that's, you know, it's, it's a new twist on like parenthood. And, you know, if you do use weed, you know, are you going to tell your kids, what do you, what do you use it for? Why are you using it? Uh, pretty tough questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think it's going to be it's, in some cases it's so normalized like if it's out in public and people yeah. are doing it like it, in Detroit especially like in the city of Detroit you it's really normal to go around and see someone just kind of walking around smoking a joint on the street or smoking yeah. weed you'll smell it oh, yeah. when you just kind of walk around on the street and it is it is so strong that to some people it's offensive but it's really became sort of normalized where I, I remember before people would say something and nowadays people don't even say anything anymore no. like uh you don't see me over here smoking <laughs> they don't they don't give a shit <laughs> yeah. but that's dope i mean it's good that it's coming to become like a normal thing over there because out here like you don't really see much billboards here and if you yeah. do it's like just the brand of the name and it was like a so blank color color you know scheme background you don't so get harsh. to you don't get to see like you know the the sign or the logo of like a weed plant or anything like that you really don't like how i seen when i go to michigan on the highways you see like the cannabis name but yeah you see like weed leaves and shit like that and it's, yeah hey here it's not and it's more like they're trying to like calm it down or like trying to just have it as a separate thing than how you guys are trying to do it are, are saying it how, how it is out there like accepting it and making it more like a normal thing now yeah we're trying to push for it to be even more relaxed honestly for like a lot of people that are i know um a place uh in detroit that you know is doing they're like a, a club they're a private club right now but you know they're aiming to eventually be a total open to the public legal place and uh you know and they support cannabis and you know, they support a lot of different type of just uh, freedoms, um, you know, in a in a social space. So that, that's cool to see that. For sure. For sure, y'all. But I feel like before we, we wrap it up, we probably hit up the last topic, uh, which is I know you guys are are like big on, you know, hiring and, and trying to support with veterans and stuff. So if you know, if, if you guys have two of with us right yeah. now. Yeah. Okay. That's, uh, you guys. Uh... We were talking about this before the podcast. I think there's uh, five five veterans right yeah. now. Yeah. We're a growing company, but that's quite you know quite a few. I have. Um, that is yeah. Two yeah two people out at the Green Barn, mm-hmm. and then we have uh, uh three because including Barn Barb. Oh yeah, including Barb. Yeah, Barb is one of our farmhands. Um, she is uh, an older woman, and she joined at a time when it was like very yeah, she was very the- dangerous for women to join. Yeah, very very new for women to join. <laughs> so, yeah, Bar- Barb, she was in the Marine Corps in the eighties. Yeah. yeah, she's a badass. Yeah, and then, and then we got uh, we got Bob, our elect our resident electrician, who is in. Uh, Vietnam is a dog handler. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, he, yeah, he was he was in you know uh, the bulk of Vietnam, mm-hmm. and um, and we got Navy Nick. We call him Navy Nick. He's in the Navy. He runs uh, my chromatography, and he used to do chromatography on the nuclear nuclear reactors on uh, the aircraft carriers. Yeah. Uh, so that was an easy hire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I was a uh, combat medic. Combat medic. And what yeah. about yourself? Uh, I was in for six years. I was airborne infantry. I did long range surveillance uh, in my last three years. Um, and so I got out in uh, 2014. So okay. um, just, if you can just explain a little more on, on what you, you do exactly or what you did, my bad. Like, oh, like in the military? Yeah. You said airborne. So you got to be stuff like up in this. Like, like yeah, I went, to, I went to, uh, you know, jump school right out of basic. And, um, and then right after that, I went to the 82nd airborne, um, and we jumped a lot. So I jumped out of, uh, you know, CH 47s, C 17s, um, Chinooks, or, or I already said Chinook, uh, C 130s. So airplanes, helicopters, a static line, static line jump. So there's a, there's a rope attached to you that pulls your chute out. It doesn't make it any less terrifying though. Uh, well- <laughs> Okay, so well, actually, I want to actually go a little off topic because just because you guys are both veterans and all, but what do you guys think on aliens and UFOs, especially you, Sorry, especially when you were at the airport? That's why I just wanted to, I want to get into this, y'all. I, my God. So, what do you guys think? Well, I mean, like, it's just a fact that, like, the public knowledge is at least a decade behind what we actually know for what the government actually knows so like i firmly believe that like that we we've probably found some different technologies or things like that or at least hints to to those things but <laughs> I, I think it's i think it's like the accepted theory now in the science community that that, that a strong possibility that life came from a meteorite yes uh, yeah i think it's called pain insemination yeah and uh I, you know it's a pretty good theory and so there's, I think, 100% alien life, especially when you look at the, the statistics of how many stars are out there and habitable planets, um, you know, might not be aliens, but we think of, I mean, come on. It's, Still life. Yeah, life from some sort. odds are in favor of aliens. And, and my, he, my, my evidence is we have Wi-Fi. So, like, <laughs> where the fuck did that come from yeah. if there's not aliens? I, really? <laughs> I think, if anything, that's, like, simulation-wise. But there could be, I mean, they could just yeah. be in a different space. Yeah, no, you're like, they like, could be near a strong gravitational field. And we could just be rapidly, get, you know, we could be at different spaces in time, too. So, it, like, like I said, I... <laughs> that's a whole other episode. Yeah, I think sure that's a whole other episode, yeah. <laughs> you know, about, like, ancient we got to get way higher to start talking about all that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for sure no probably once i pop out over there at the farm we should, we should for real i'll get stoned and get some theory wise it's like uh it's country and every city but you get out to a farm and it's country out there you can see some yeah, stars so and i got know. a five inch reflector telescope yeah. you come out you know i i, I bust that out twice a week what have you seen like what's the craziest shit you've seen through that telescope uh okay so i just got it a couple months ago and i, I it's my first one so I, the moon there was a uh super moon a couple months ago in august oh, yeah. that was really cool you showed through. me a picture yeah i showed you a picture i got yeah. and then yeah. uh, i looked at jupiter uh, a couple of weeks ago Jupiter's uh really easy to see this time of year and um, i saw some of the striations on it um and then i just have this star app where uh uh, I think it's Star Tracker where you can like Star Tracker is awesome. Yeah, you can like find a star, see what it is, and so. Yeah. Um, I, I guess really I'm like not that. too experienced yet with it. I guess so. I guess Jupiter is the coolest thing. 
Do you get all lost with within the stars, like just by oh, looking? Yeah, and I'm usually high. Like I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> try to... That's fun. Oh, yeah, magic mushrooms are decriminalized here in Ann Arbor, so you can get mushrooms delivered from a delivery service anywhere in the city. Oh my okay. god! Wow, is it and it's just there in Michigan or different parts or just in Ann Arbor, just in the city? Yeah, yeah, in Arbor. a couple other cities actually. Detroit, too. Actually, Detroit. Ann Arbor, Detroit. Also Hazel Park now. Okay. Oh my yeah. God! Wow. Have you guys uh, taken shrooms before? It's coming up. If they what's that? Have y'all taken shrooms before? <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love yeah. mushrooms. Yeah, absolutely. Will you guys pick mushrooms or weed? Oh, it's they have different different benefits for me. So see so what yeah. you gotta do is you gotta roll about five joints right before you take your mushrooms. Get ready, you know. <laughs> I do weed for Gumball. kind of daily. Yeah, weed for the daily, definitely. Mushroom, you know, every every month or so, uh, or as needed for like you know, kind of get that reset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of people that use the microdose for treating a bunch of different PTSD things. That's being you know shown can work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of the um, uh, veteran-oriented groups we work with called Hippie and a Veteran. Um, they push really hard, like currently in Washington, but so that they can take it national on um, yeah. being able to have like that those uh, like psilocybin therapy prescribed to veterans and stuff to like you know open expand their opportunities to heal with more natural medicines. Yeah, so that's that's one we love a lot. <laughs> I found to be that type of therapy extremely helpful amongst the peers I served with. Yeah, same. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and is uh, uh like mushroom wise, like shroom wise, or just cannabis? Sorry, you guys. Are we talking about no. can- cannabis or, or shrooms? Mushroom, mushroom. Oh, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> <My man. laughs> just wanted to see we're on the same topic. That's like <laughs> no, seriously, cannabis too. Even you know uh, the gosh, all, almost all the vets I know yeah use it from you know Bob the Vietnam vet. You know, he uses it so he doesn't dream at night and, uh, you know, yeah. a multitude of reasons. So. Oh, no, but that that's amazing, you know, just by like uh, how how both things, but, you know, just going back to cannabis, but like how, how it could benefit one, you know, especially one that has like PTSD, you know, like. Yeah. And, and, and now like within because of modern time, you know, like it, it's more of a common thing that you see often now veterans you know, coming to cannabis after they're served. Yeah. 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 Well, it's a good way for a lot of people to cope, really, with. <laughs> yeah. And the problems in the world aren't slowing down. Exactly. So, unfortunately. Yeah. I would like to mention, I do know, you know, there is one veteran I know that has, you know, severe PTSD and and he can't use like any substances. Yeah. There are some. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I would just like to say that it's person dependent. And Absolutely. for him, the best thing is nothing. Yeah. Trust me. Oh, um, but the majority of veterans, uh, you know, uh, and I deployed twice and was in a combat MOS, uh, that, that, that type of, you know, people that uh, the majority use, I've found. In yeah. my experience. And then, and then like along with military service too, it comes a lot of physical ailments, even if you don't get injured per se, mm-hmm. like you usually end up having a lot of physical repercussions from serving in the military. And that helps uh, like immensely for a lot of people. So like the, you guys as a company that's like supports veterans and stuff, like do you guys like go out there and, and like tell like, I don't know, like these events that have veterans or stuff like do you guys, how, how do you guys like, 
reach to your veterans yeah, so, uh, audience? One of the things, yeah, one of the things we do do is um, through Hippie and a Veteran, we donate to their care boxes that they send all over the country. Um, we donate a lot of CBD products to them so that they can get into the hands of the people who really like need them for the medicinal benefit. Um, okay. We do Ann Arbor American Legion. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say John dropped off several packages to them. My my dad's uh, like on the board there, and so. That's right. It's literally right down the road from the farm. So that's perfect. Mm-hmm. And then I go to uh, Washtenaw Community College um, and, and I work with their veteran resource center. Like when I post jobs or positions for the lab, I'll typically go there first and, and post a job, if, you know, a week or so before we throw it up on Indeed or something. That's cool. Um, I didn't know that. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So like how you just mentioned that you would go to to like the college to post a job, like for one to one of uh, apply and be within like the industry does one need like a specific type of degree or or how right. how, so how does what yeah what you want to do yeah yeah it's, yeah. it's what it's all about what what sector of the industry you really want to be in um but for most part really no not not really i mean for the sciences you you definitely helps for sure to have that education yeah, background degrees really help and my lab but you know like i said i i have uh you know a guy that was I did chromatography on the nuclear reactors and he's extremely good at chromatography. I do a lot of chromatography. And so it's works. If you yeah. have transferable skills. Um, yeah. yeah. For example, um, my degree is actuary actually in uh, mortuary science. So I was, I was a mortician. Before. She's killing it. <laughs> mortician. So, but it does translate well for me because basically my, a lot of my mortuary science degree was a lot of business courses. So like I did get a lot of business education in there as well. That definitely helped me with coming on like bookkeeping was actually what I was initially brought on to do. <laughs> yeah. So that was definitely a skill I developed in, in the funeral homes <laughs> for sure. Oh my God. How was that? <laughs> I actually I loved I loved working in the you still talk about it I do I still talk about it a lot it's definitely still close to my heart um I grew up wanting to be in that industry so oh my god <laughs> yeah yeah it's um it's just gotten it's gotten um the modern funeral home it's gotten very corporatized and not caring about people oh, and my no. last funeral home job I quit right before the pandemic um because they were trying to get me to sell more merchandise and I dealt with only our poorest families there were like direct burials and direct cremations and they were like just trying to get their loved one taken care of. Uh-huh. And so I quit and they asked me to Damn, do that. That's crazy. I'm sure it was a whole different activity yeah. once COVID happened and shit. Yeah. I found there's a lot of people because I just got done with a lot of hiring that are looking for something different. Mm-hmm. And I guess the common denominator, because I was trying to think of that as we we're talking is people are looking for something different or a change or or something less corporatized. Um, I, I get school teachers, um, veterans, like all types of people apply. And that's probably the common denominator mm-hmm. is they're just looking for something different outside of the typical uh, workforce. Yeah. So. I'm not sure if, if you guys could or, or know more on this question, but like out there in Michigan, do, is there like, cause of how big cannabis is over there, is, is there now like more ways that students that graduate from from universities and colleges like is there more guidance to how to get into this industry um there are definitely um a lot of cannabis courses out there now at colleges in michigan there's a couple colleges that are offering college there's cannabis degrees now yeah there is yeah Yeah. industry professional degrees 
Um, there, there's also like, there's just a lot of ways that people that already have professional degrees can apply them in our industry because it's became so corporate and professional uh, in a lot of ways. So there, you know, there, you can, you can transfer over a lot of other industries transfer over into yeah, ours as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like analytical, you know, there's so much analytical testing that's, that's state required now for THC. Um, so analytical labs, you know, kind of exploded yeah. for a while. There's a lot of chemistry students looking for analytical lab jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, that's a whole new, you know, need that they have. I know U of M has um, a group of students that, do that's exactly what they do it's a group of uh you know marijuana industry professional aspiring students that get together and do like internships and stuff uh at cannabis companies i was just looking into that because we'd met the one guy at canna babes i met uh one of the guys that i believe he's just the president of their group so sure you know getting involved with that is going to be something that we are interested in even doing so and that is things that are on the table in our state and in others too okay for sure that's Hopefully dope though <laughs> word of mouth too you come all these guys come out of college they come work for me then they talk to their buddies or something yeah. and they're yeah. like hey, look at this and and so you know as the industry grows it'll... for sure yeah. no i mean over here i mean like I have a certificate and under cannabis on um it's for cannabis dispensary technician, so mm-hmm. but the thing is here with my case uh, and I feel like it's with others as well because I've kind of reached out to other peers that have have that certificate as as well and it's more like over here it's like you get that you get the certificate but after that there's no guidance there's no help to where to go in like after the industry yeah. yeah like of course you have like you can go in and apply for like the bud tenders and all but like what if one doesn't want that you feel me and one would just yeah. want to go behind the scenes of like the dispensary wise yeah absolutely usually the best way in like within a dispensary to get to that behind the scenes is to go in as a bud tender typically they do hire a lot from within for a lot of dispensaries so mm-hmm. <laughs> And, and then sometimes that, you can find job postings but uh-huh. yeah <laughs> okay but that's that's the only way to go is just straight from bud tender to a lot a lot of people like most people that i talk to that are purchasers and whatnot uh-huh. like they, they started out as bud tenders went to store managers and now they're you know buying for their whole company <laughs> for sure yeah you gotta no, start but... you gotta start somewhere so they can test you out before they put you in the big leagues yeah, that's true, right? <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah, definitely. Like, met- I would, I would look into metric certifications and stuff like that because that metric, that the system in which they track all of it, mm-hmm. is uh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, some of the yeah, like one of the higher paid positions in a lot, especially in dispensaries, is going to be their compliant person, uh, and the compliance person is is going to have to you know understand how the metric system works. Yeah, if you have experience in like metric, that. that's huge. And a lot of times, that's experience is almost the the only thing uh to really get get into that because there's i don't know if there i mean there's got to be i don't know if there's a college course on there are um i think metric metric is um what most states yeah Yeah, as I say, there's a certification test. I think it's like an online course that you can take. Yeah, that's one of the main, like if you wanted to, if you're just looking for a position in in any marijuana company, really, it's a a pretty high paid starting. You jump right in making pretty decent money and um, 
you're dealing right with some of the main the main shit for sure <laughs> the most important thing to to the companies yeah for sure tracking <clears throat> making sure you do that right because you get fined if you don't yeah <laughs> shit is a shit ton of money i bet yeah. Oh, yeah. We're always trying to do what we can do to make sure that we're always staying in compliance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's what's up, y'all. But before we actually wrap it up, do you guys have any questions or all? When are you coming out to yeah. do, a, do, a, do a live podcast at our uh, at our farm? Yeah, we can do a live t- a little tasting of all I'm of down, our... uh, But you guys said it's better around summertime, right? Oh, that would yeah, be towards the, I, I, I feel, yeah, towards like the middle to end of summer. Yeah, that's when the plants are going to definitely look the best. Like they're going to look the coolest, yeah. Yeah, for <laughs> yeah. sure. Around, around that time then, yeah, we'll, we'll talk soon. And again, like... Yeah. We'll make we'll make a, a plan and stuff. Probably head out over there. I'm down as hell. Bring bring the team with me. See if they're down. <laughs> Hopefully they are. <laughs> like I said too, I was gonna say I'm gonna I wanna uh send someone out some CBD, a whole bunch of our products and stuff. So if anyone that's listening to this and watching this wanna go to our uh lit labs uh Instagram and just uh go ahead and you know like the post that I'll put up, it'll be with your logo on it and with ours. And uh, if they just like that post and like our Instagram, then we'll go ahead and send send out some bags. Honestly, I'll probably send out a couple of them. Yeah, sure, I just yeah. made the terpsolate this morning, like hours ago. It's we're fired. gonna throw some terpsolate in there. I already got it. I jarred some up. So yeah. So if, if they like, if they like it, love... uh, comment. I'll go ahead and get a hold of them and direct uh, direct email them myself. For sure. Yeah. So yeah. So. I'm sure everybody who's listening will just, you know, tap on the link. I'll probably just leave it right there on the, uh, right here somewhere or not. Like you said, the post and just share that. Uh, But again, like uh, going back to to just going over there to you guys in the farm, uh, it's, I'm very down to go over there and chill with you guys personally and, you know, physically there and and try all all them you know dabs with all them cbd and cbn and thcb and all that some organic vegetables and yeah yeah, all those uh... ride around on some bobcats and stuff yeah all right then y'all but i think that that's that's a wrap over here for today's episode y'all again thank you guys for coming to the show um, literally it's the first time I actually had like so many people in once but <laughs> I was like oh shit but no but we did good yeah I wanted to make sure I had the you know the most important people with the with the intelligence and the uh you know the answers to any question you could possibly have for us so no, for sure and thank you guys for actually giving us our, your knowledge based on what you guys do and, and based on on the company you guys are are working and building on you know like we appreciate you yeah, and support yeah, yeah. made by a farmer lit labs you know nlg let's go yeah <laughs> all right then well, there you guys there you go ladies and gentlemen there you go we have lit labs here in can of vive if anything we'll see you guys in the next episode or vlog have a good one everybody peace all right see you man